0: Welcome back to the Living in First Alignment podcast. My name is Kayla, and today I'm connecting with Hannah. So we met through a mutual friend on Instagram, and I'm really excited for this conversation because we're going to be diving into some really amazing things, like conscious leadership, talking about spiritual bypassing, and just you know conversations around trauma and being a powerful coach in the industry with integrity. And so I'm really excited to introduce to you, Hannah. She is a healer a witch and a spiritual guide. So Hannah, I would love if you can introduce yourself a little bit more, and then we're just going to jump into a conversation together. Perfect. Well, thank you so much
1: for having me. I'm so honored to be here. I'm Hannah. I am the founder of Healing with Hannah, which is really an an online sanctuary for you to connect with your soul self, heal your inner child, as well as trauma and energy blockages. Um, My background is in addictions counseling, but I had to make a big life change when COVID hit, like a lot of us. <laughs> and that was really reevaluating how I was going to be able to make a living for myself having chronic disease. So I live with endometriosis as well as liver disease. And both of these things have had a huge impact on my physical health, of course, my emotional, mental, sexual, you name it. Uh, so I had to really figure out how am I going to make this work for me so I don't constantly have flare ups and I'm not letting people down, letting myself down and living in this like burnout cycle of one, just like nine to five clinical working job and two, just not honoring my body, not listening to my body. So COVID was a blessing in disguise. It allowed me to really go inward and do some deep deep work, like a lot of us, (laughs) I'm pretty sure. And uh, Healing with Hannah was officially birthed. Um, I started off as a tarot reader, I'm still a tarot reader, and uh, a yoga teacher, which I'm still a yoga teacher, but it led me into becoming a healer and working with women or those who identify as being a woman, um, heal a lot of trauma. People come to me in crisis usually, and it's just, it fuels me to be able to help people get to the root cause of their trauma and not have it dictate their life you know so we can go from surviving to thriving and understanding that our bodies are constantly communicating with us they're constantly sending us messages and so this has come from like my own practices between yoga my spirituality uh you name it meditation the list goes on and i'm sure we'll get more into that but um, one of the big things that helped me on this journey as well as I wrote a book, I wrote and published a book in the first six months of my business. And that has been a huge catalyst to helping others heal as well. You know, my book is All around the world, I've sold almost 500 copies called Entering the Divine One Breath at a Time. And it's my journey of sobriety and spirituality. So I have been sober from alcohol for two and a half years. Uh, I had an alcohol addiction for over 10 years because of uh, coping mechanisms to trauma. And actually, if we want to get into some real spiritual stuff, I was cursed. And a part of uh, my addiction was because of my curse so there's a lot when it comes to me and my story and what I do but I don't want to I don't want to take up all this time I want to like dive into these amazing conversations that we're about to have and below your minds.
0: (laughs) Oh my gosh okay so before we hit record Hannah and I were kind of chatting about a couple things but then she just like you just brought so much into the conversation. I didn't know that you were a published author and just being sober and just like so many amazing things you just dropped and I'm laughing because we're on video right now on Zoom and my jaw was like slowly dropping. I was like, okay, I'm pretty sure this episode is going to be three hours and that's okay. I don't feel bad about it. <laughs> oh, oh my God, no. where like where to even start? So actually the thing that we started talking about before we hit record, this is the first thing that I would love to chat about is you were talking about, bringing people back and just really calming their central nervous system before they start doing this spiritual work. And I think this is so important because as soon as you said it, I completely got it because in the coaching industry right now, what's happening is that there's a lot of bells and whistles and shiny things like, Hey, do my course, do this spiritual enlightenment, inner work, inner child work, like, you know, manifestation, law of attraction. There's all of these bells and whistles that we think are going to for lack of a better term, solve our issues and like ground us and complete us and fulfill us and so on. But the thing is, just constantly doing that and doing the courses and doing the certifications without really being grounded in your body is a form of spiritual bypassing. And it's not actually connecting with yourself. It's connecting with this idea of who you want to be right so I would love for us to dive into that and for you to share especially because you are trauma-informed and you have this experience in addiction like that could be a form of addiction like the personal development rat race right so let's let's dive into that yeah it is it totally is and so one of the big things that um, I
1: notice with clients or just with like friends or people in general, the, it, like you said, the coaching industry, there is so many practices that we can bring in that really can help us. But like, if you are not communicating with your body, if you are not allowing yourself to regulate your central nervous system so you can get back to a state of ventral and not constantly in your trauma response, right? You're never going to heal or be able to connect with the divine on a true, like, organic level. And I think the other thing that you said that really hit home for me was that like people are constantly going to the external, right? Why aren't we, th- our bodies are constantly communicating with us in a way that is so powerful. Like when you are nervous and you get butterflies in your, t- your stomach, right? Like you feel like you're going to throw up, That's your body saying like, oh, like a little anxious for this or like I'm a little stressed out. And those are cues to work through those emotions, right? But again, spiritual bypassing has a lot to do with even like emotional bypassing i don't want to deal with that emotion because i can just read my cards and my cards are going to say everything's going to be fine or maybe they're not maybe you get the tower and you just don't listen the thing is is that we aren't integrating right there's there's a lack of integration from the things that we are learning in the world of spirituality and so one of the things that i've come back to in my own practice is that i'm the divine the divine is not outside of me (laughs) It is not around me, it is not in a course, it is not in a book, it is not in a deck of cards, it is not in a a bundle of uh, mugwort or lavender or sage. (laughs) It's me. And the only way that I was able to figure that out was to allow myself to feel my emotions, not bypass them, not push them aside, not dissociate, to allow myself to come into my body on a daily basis consciously, stop every hour and check in. How is my breathing? Am I tense? Where am I holding this emotional pain? Because we hold emotions on a physiological level if we do not process them. They get stuck and they turn into illness, right? And so this is such a huge part of learning how to become your most spiritual self is just coming back to yourself, coming back to you and what makes you feel alive, right? Maybe doing a bunch of courses, you think, oh, I'm gonna get all these certifications and I'm gonna be, people are gonna wanna work with me because of all that. No, people wanna work with you because of you and your experience and how you learned and have grown and you're healing and you show up and say, this is a never ending journey, right? And you're honest and real about it. Because I don't think enough people are honest and real about their journeys and how, hey, I have something wrong here with my physical body, let me heal it. Because I think, you know, we can get into this more, but one of the things we were talking about before this is, spiritual psychosis and the the problem here is that a lot of us get so excited about the spiritual world and I, I we all should it's a very vast interesting place but if you haven't healed your trauma which has ingrained itself on a cellular level in your body then your body's not going to know how to handle these transformations and you're going to go into spiritual psychosis which really is a form of it almost seems like you're withdrawing from an addiction. You're withdrawing from, it's like similar, you have trembles, you have shakes, you're nauseous, you can't sleep, you can't eat, the list goes on, right? And so there is a very, very um, loud cry from our bodies or from our spiritual selves that will happen before you get into spiritual psychosis. And it is known as the void. And I'm sure you're familiar with the term of the void, where you feel like you're stuck you know, like nothing is happening. Nothing's getting better. I'm trying, I'm trying, I'm trying. It's because you're not integrating and you're not going back to your body. Right? The void is your body's call to say, hey, come back to me before you go further.
0: This is so wild. So I just want to share it with the audience that Hannah and I, and you don't know this yet, but I'm going to tell you now, we, so we probably postponed this call, like rescheduled, like for almost, I don't want to say maybe almost two months or so. And I was like, wasn't making it mean anything. Like, Hannah and I don't know each other. And I was like, it's, it doesn't mean anything. Like, I'm just going to trust the divine timing. I mean, literally talk about this right before we hit record. But I just want you to know that right now in my life, I am experiencing this void. And what I was realizing, like right now, I feel, I feel like I'm stagnant in my business. I'm a generator. I'm frustrated with multiple areas of my life. And I'm sitting in this shit. I actually, two days ago was crying on my office floor because I was just so frustrated. I was so upset. I just didn't know what the fuck to do because I felt like if I did anything, I was forcing and it felt inauthentic and I literally just could not do anything but watch Netflix and do nothing, right? And it was interesting because I was talking with Amber who is who got myself and Hannah connected and we were talking about human design and she was sharing how, You know what, I'm experiencing. If you're a generator, this will resonate. And if you're a manifesting generator, you'll probably experience this too, is is what they call a generator's plateau. And what she said to me was so fucking powerful. She goes, Kayla, she's like, I'm literally, she said it and she's like, I literally just channeled this. I don't know where the fuck it came from. She goes, Kayla, you're in this generator's plateau because what you were responding to up until this point is no longer serving you. And the universe is literally realigning everything for you so that you can respond to something new and create something new. That's not verbatim what she said, but that's basically what she said. And when she said it, it landed for me, and I was like, that's crazy it resonates. And then yesterday I had an Akashic records reading and she was sharing with me how right now we are the end of July and we're going into the Lionsgate portal that's opening in the next couple of weeks. And right now she's just saying how energetically in the world, there's a massive shift happening. And over the next few months, there's going to be a lot more people who are going to be called to doing this inner work because of the energy shift that's happening. And so she's like, where you're at right now is like your body is looking for something new to anchor to 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 begin a new journey. So all of that just happened and then what you just said and then I'm literally seeing all the pieces come together as to why I'm experiencing my own void and I'm like this is so funny and what I've been doing is leaning back and just allowing these things to come to me rather than trying to figure it out. So I just had to share that because it was so relevant to the conversation right now.
1: <laughs> yes, yes and and I love that you're just honoring what your body wants and needs. Right, that is how we get through the void. Is honoring what your body needs, and so one of the big things that I, when I work with people who are in the void, is that come back to your five senses. We were gifted our five senses to experience the fullest of life in this human body. So, like, smell some candles or essential oils that help you ground yourself. Right, touch the earth if that's something that helps with um, you bringing yourself back to grounding. Like, use your hands, touch the sand, touch water right? Um, Listen to go outside and just listen to the wind, the birds, the trees, rustling, allow yourself to come back into your body at any moment that you can, because we are so overstimulated that we are rarely in our bodies. And so I just like, thank you for sharing that also, like your Akashic reading sound is so powerful. So yeah, um, like, know more about that but
0: maybe that's another time <laughs> yeah I know it was it was really interesting and I think if, if you don't know what that is basically the Akashic Records reading my understanding of it and I have a very basic understanding is that essentially I was I had a call with a woman who was you know intuitive psychic whatever you'd like to call her and she has the ability to channel and connect with spirit guides or just ancestors and open my past life records essentially But it was interesting because, and I said this to Amber too, where I intuitively knew like she had a reading and it was very much past life experience. And I told her, I said, I don't think my reading is going to be as crazy or significant as yours. I think it's going to be more of a a reaffirmation. Like I'm not going to get anything crazy or new out of it. And she's like, Kayla, you should be open-minded. And I was like, no, I'm just telling you, like when I do these readings, especially when I'm in a void it literally just reaffirms what I already know. And that's exactly what happened yesterday. So I had a very different experience where it wasn't about my past lives. It was more about talking about soul contracts, relationships in my current life, what's happening energetically over the next few months. And I was like, yeah, like it just made sense. So if you decide to get a reading done, I I highly recommend it. I find it really fascinating. It, It is about intuition. It is about allowing those messages to come through and accept them. And again, I am, because I'm, being willing to do the work of like being in my body right now, like I'm willing to cry, I'm, I'm funnily enough, I'm kind of pushing myself to be more physically active, because it's a healthy commitment for me right now. And I know that's going to help move the energy in my body. So me doing these things and practicing awareness is actually allowing me to, I'm seeing a lot of themes like Kayla, lean back. Kayla, like, trust that you are in a, plat- in a plateau right now. Don't force it. You're looking for the next thing to anchor to, to respond to because you're a generator. And I'm like, okay, I'm just leaning the fuck back. And when I did, I actually did a card reading with Amber and she said the same thing. She's like, Kayla, my guys are telling me that you need to lean back. And I'm like, I'm just gonna like sit back here and watch Netflix for a week and see what happens. <laughs> so yeah. I just want to normalize that too, right? It's like, even as a generator supposedly being someone who's supposed to be taking action is like the worker bees of society and I say that in air quotes because that's just like the generalizations of human design I also have to stop and just do nothing sometimes so I want to normalize that for people too because you talked about being overstimulated so much
1: yes yes and again too like one of the big things that I when I was doing a few months ago, is with feminine healing, is helping people come back to their feminine energy, and that's the receiving energy, right? And we don't often we don't allow ourselves to receive half of the abundance or more that we deserve because it's being blocked. You're you're focusing on way too much that isn't serving you, and the abundance is like, hello, hello, I'm trying to get in, but there's nowhere, like there's no room for me, right? And so then just like, well, oh, I'll move on to the next person who has some room, um, and and that you know that's just energy. And so when you step back, any of us, you know, I see it. In my life all the time, the more I step back, the more I put myself first, the more I listen to my body and I honor what it needs, the more successful I become, the more people book in, the more randomly, you know, like, um, you know, coming into more money than I thought I would. Like there's so many things that have happened tangibly <laughs> that have proven, yes, take that fucking step back, take that nap in the afternoon. right after your call, instead of finishing your emails, they can wait, you know, like, unless you're working a job that's like a firefighter, a police officer, someone who's like a first responder, none of what we do is an emergency. Yeah. Right. We make it though. We make it
0: one. There's a really, really, there's a really good quote that I heard. And once I heard this, it helped me so much in my nine to five, but also just in life too. But in particular in my nine to five, because it is a lot of like customer based, you know, work is someone else's urgency is not your emergency.
1: Yes. I used to say that to the residents when I worked as an addictions counselor.
0: Yeah, I think it was so true because I'd get these emails and people would be like, I need to book a call like tomorrow and blah, blah, blah. And I'm like, I wouldn't have the time. I mean, I quote did, but if I did, I'd have so many freaking phone calls and one day I'd be burnt out. And, And then I was doing it at the beginning and then these people, there'd be people who like wouldn't show up. And I'm like, this is not worth my energetic drainage, like, you're going to get in when it works for both of us. And that's going to be the right time. And it just, it just really alleviated a lot of stress. And I think that that again, is part of, I paid attention to my visceral reaction to that someone else's urgency, I was like, Oh, my God. And the thing is, in human design, too, I have a lot of open centers, like I only have my sacral and G defined, so I pick up on energy very, very, very easily. I'm very sensitive. And so I'd I'd sense their urgency and I'd be like, okay, shit, shit, shit. Like people pleaser would come out and then it'd be like, okay, yeah, I can get you in. And then, you know, I'd be, you know, wanting them to think I'm a good worker by doing these things. It was completely inauthentic, which would then add to the burnout sensation of the, the entire situation. So it just wasn't worth it, you know? And I really hope that people get that. But the thing is, I check in with my body. and like, Kayla, you are responding in a fight or flight response. Like you're stressed out. This doesn't feel good. Okay, how can I, how can I handle this differently so that I can honor my energy and actually show up 100% when we have the call in like two or three days from now, for example. So yeah. let that be a metaphor for whatever situation you're dealing with in life. I'm just using it as a nine to five example, just because that's something that I think is, I find the most draining in my life right now. So that's where I pay the most attention.
1: I mean, I, I think it's just so important to remember, like you have to put yourself first. You are, it's, it's not selfish to put yourself first. We've come to believe that it is right. That we're, Oh my God, like I I shouldn't take that sick day because like, they're going to be mad at me. Right. And especially when it comes to jobs, nine to five jobs. And that was me for a long time, too. So anyone listening who has chronic illness or chronic disease, no, put yourself first, it's not worth it. Um, Your health is the most important thing, even if you don't have chronic illness or chronic disease. But so many times I know that like, when you have chronic illness, you feel guilty constantly because you think you're constantly letting people down because you get sick. The reason why that sometimes we get so sick and we have such bad flare-ups is because we're not listening to our bodies. (laughs) We're not allowing ourselves to rest when we need the rest and we're pushing ourselves. And that's what creates that cycle of burnout for people like me with chronic illness, but people like anyone, anyone. (laughs) I'm
0: sure everyone listening is like, oh yeah. And it was interesting because recently I saw a quote on Instagram. It was something along the lines of people pleasing is an unconscious way to manipulate people's perception of you. Yes. Yeah. So even when the irony is that like, I mean, I talk a lot about integrity and we'll definitely dive into that in a little bit, but if you think about it, if you're tired, if you're burnt out, if you're dealing with a chronic illness and you keep saying yes, it also depends on the situation in terms of privilege. Like I'm definitely going to bring that into the context, but Let's say if you are saying yes, and you could technically say no, and you're people pleasing, it's literally just because you want whoever it is that you're dealing with to approve of you. And again, it's inauthentic because it's simply external validation, and you're ignoring your body's cues and feedback about what you actually need. So ultimately, it's not going to serve you. And it's not going to serve them. They're not going to get to experience you at your full potential. And so that's why it's so important to put yourself first, because then you get to show up and people get to have you at your best. And that benefits everyone. That's why it's not selfish.
1: Yeah, yeah, you hit the nail on the head. And I think too, something that my clients have shared with me is the times where I tell them, hey, we have to reschedule like I'm not in a good place. I know I'm not going to be my best self for you. You deserve that. They always come back, one, being like the most gracious, the most kind, sending me gifts, doing whatever. But it's like the things that they say is that when I'm honest with them and vulnerable, it gives them permission to do the same.
0: Yes. Right.
1: Yes. And that's something that when I was working in addictions that, and like clinical setting up counseling was so frustrating for me because they, they told us, you're not allowed to share your personal experience. Well, I'm sorry. I don't care. I still did. Um, And that's why I had the most success with residents because they were like, oh, wow, this is a human being I'm working with. Yeah. You know, not someone who's looking down on me. And I think a lot of times people are um, hesitant to work with healers, coaches, psychics, shamans, counselors, therapists, whatever, because of the fear that we are somehow above you or them or whoever. We're not. We're on the same level. Yeah.
0: Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. I love that you're saying that. And I just want to share an example. A couple of years ago when, so I started my business in like January, 2019. That's when I really owned it, started showing up. So it's been about two and a half years now. And I remember my boyfriend is like completely new to manifestation and coaching and all of this. And so he was literally just comparing it to his his own experience and he just couldn't understand it. He's like, Kayla, who would hire you? Like you're, you're 29 years old at the time and like, you know, life experience and blah, blah, blah. And I'm like, I'm not giving advice, like being a coach or a healer is like asking the right questions so that people can find those answers from within. And funnily enough, last year, literally manifested a woman into my life who initially hired me for personal training and mindset coaching. And now we just do full on mindset, spiritual coaching. And she is a 60 year old therapist. I love it. She's twice my age. And she's a fucking therapist. And so I'm like, Who am I as a 31 year old now to be working with this woman for over a year? And she's a therapist. Like she has decades more experience than I do, but it's like, that just goes to show that these labels of your age and your experience, like they're all, they're all a lie. And I was like, rejected that when my boyfriend said it to me. And ultimately it put me in a position where I manifested, you know, this incredible client that I've been working with long-term. So I just, I just wanted to share that because I think there's a lot of ways that we think, oh, you know, there's this hierarchy of like, you can only help people who have less experience than you or blah, blah, blah. Another example, just to share really quick, because I know we're going to start talking about the coaching industry. I have a friend that I connected with online and she's an incredible woman. And she is, she's a multiple six figure business owner, coach and healer. And she was working with this other coach who was her coach. And then her coach ended up hiring her and her coach is a seven figure entrepreneur. So right there, when she shared the story with me, I was like, you literally broke the fucking hierarchy that you're supposed to hire people that make more money than you. Yes, please. More of that. Thank you. And I was like, you need to share this because everyone thinks there's a fucking hierarchy in the coaching industry that you're supposed to pay up to people who make more money than you, because they're going to give you success
1: yeah it's bullshit it's all bullshit like I I totally resonate with that because it's true like I've had you know one one of my business coaches who's the six-figure business coach she I'm her reader I'm her tarot reader like it doesn't matter because you resonate with that person and their energy and their integrity and their intentionality another fucking bank account statement oh yeah like, I don't, I don't give a fuck. Like, don't, I don't care about making 10K a month, 20K a month, 30K a month. I care about the people that I'm impacting and that I'm helping them heal on a cellular level. Yes, yes. And I'm, like, what I, sorry, go ahead. I'm like,
0: so excited about this topic. I know, no, I think we're going down a rabbit hole for sure. But one thing I've noticed just in the last couple of weeks is, I'm noticing a shift online and it might just be that my energy shifted and I'm attracting more like-minded people and vice versa but what I'm noticing is that I think it is really going to start becoming less about how much money a coach is making and why you should invest in them and more about the impact and their integrity and like the service that they're giving to their people because I can see this. there's a couple women online who have hundreds of thousands of followers and they're like I make this amount of money I made a million dollars this week, literally, I'm not even exaggerating a million dollars this week, I made 5 million in the last five months, like, I just see this over and over again. And it's like, it's turning into, it's not like an MLM, but it's like the corporate energy of this hierarchy of if you do x, y and z, you're going to get to the next level, this is how you're going to get 10k months and so on. And it really it just like, hit me like a tsunami where I was in the same boat of like, okay, I really just want to have a five figure month, and then I will feel secure and so on and have this financial freedom. And the thing is, I'll be honest because I'm transparent about this. I still have a nine to five. It's a contract job, but it is literally you know most of my income. And I am quote, two and a half years into building my business and then there's entrepreneurs who hit six figures in six months. You know what I mean? Like it's just it doesn't make sense. And so I was like, i don't I don't give a shit about this anymore. I just really want to be connected with other like-minded women in the industry who actually give a shit about helping people who, when they get called in about using harmful language or about what they're doing and how it's exclusive and not inclusive, that they're going to take that as an opportunity that they get to be an even better version of themselves rather than just saying like, oh my, I don't. I don't pay you to be my mentor. Like I have someone else who does that for me, which was like literally what someone said to me last week. And I was like, that's disgusting. Like you're a multimillionaire and you're telling me that I can't off I can't be a contribution to you because you are, you're paying someone else who obviously makes more money than me. Yeah. I wish everyone could see your face right now, but you know, I know
1: I wish people could see my face too. I'm so unimpressed.
0: I know. Yeah. It, that's, that's disgusting. That is
1: disgusting. And I think the thing is, is like what I said, what I said to my parents when I started my business, because they still don't really understand what I'm doing, um, which is fine. They don't need to like, they support me. That's great. But at the, at the beginning they were like, what the fuck is this girl doing starting a business during COVID? Like what is she doing? This doesn't make sense. And they were like, how are you going to make money? How are you going to support yourself? How are you going to do this, right? Like my parents very much, when I got the job at the addiction center, they were like, oh my God, yes, Hannah's made it. She has a pension and she has benefits and she has all these things to secure her, even though I was making $30,000 a year for the working the most ridiculous shifts and jobs and doing so much work, blah, blah, blah. Anyway, one of the things I said to them, I said, people will want to work with me for me. The money will be a nice byproduct of that. But that's not why I'm doing this. I'm doing this because I've seen in a clinical setting, the power that I have, and I, and I had constraints. (laughs) So how much, how much more power am I going to have to help other people be empowered, find their own divine wisdom and power, heal fucking trauma that's been with them since maybe even the day they were born. Like the transformations that I've seen with my clients, it's not because of any of the money that they've given me. If anything, I'm grateful and thanking them every day for investing in themselves
0: with me as their guide. That's it. I love that. Yeah. And you know what? It's funny because this could go either way. I've heard the statement that the transformation happens in the transaction and it really depends the context that that comes from. It does depend the
1: context where I'm laughing because
0: I've heard so many coaches that I don't work with
1: anymore say that to me. And I'm like,
0: it's like the way, the way that I would explain this to someone because you're talking about it's not about the money, but I also concede if, you, if someone is making an integral investment in themselves, their body is aligned with it. They feel safe making that transaction. The transformation, the transaction is because it's a declaration that it is safe to invest that amount of money in themselves and it's safe to invest with the person that they're working with. And that is literally the declaration of where, where the transformation starts. It's yeah. not in how much fucking money you spend. There's people who will spend, there's people I know who are very successful entrepreneurs that have spent more money than they're making, which I'm definitely one of those people as well. I'm not gonna lie. But the you thing did. is, I, I feel safe in having debt because I trust myself and I trust my environment to do that. It's also a privilege for me to have debt in my business and not everyone gets to do that. But if I was doing it because I was feeding into these coaches who were like, the next course more money you invest in yourself just like throw it all in the wind and trust that it's going to work out without actually paying attention to what the fuck is going on in my body then that's a different story so
1: yeah I totally resonate I think again I'm in that space right now too where I'm investing more in my business than I'm making but we are in the new phases. You've been in business for two and a half years, but you're still new in the sense that we are figuring out where our integrity lies and how, what suits our intuition and our divine selves best. And so one of the things and that I, I'm very, very connected to spirit and I'm so freaking grateful for that is because my whole business has been led by my intuition. You know, there has been some ego (laughs) times where the ego got in the driver's seat and like, I pushed myself to launch a course. I had three people buy it. You know what I mean? Like those things, and that was the universe being like, Hannah, like you were, your ego was thinking scarcity because you were moving from Winnipeg to Edmonton. You thought, because you're taking three weeks off, you're going to have no money. You're going to go broke. No one's going to sign with you. Blah, 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 blah. you know what those three, three weeks did? They're the most powerful transformational three weeks of my life because I stepped back into my business in the new year. And it was like, uh, fireworks, like just everything went off this like light bulb of like, yes, this is what I meant to be doing. What I was trying to push myself to do before was fit into the mold of a coach, the mold that I thought a coach should be. I should only talk about manifestation and mindset and all these things that I'm really just don't resonate with me of helping people. Like, I'll talk about that stuff. I believe in that stuff. But what lights me up is helping people heal trauma yeah. and helping people heal energy blockages because we are constantly in an energetic communication, right? And open chakras are contagious. So that's, again, coming back to our bodies and oh listening my. to what our bodies need. And so, you know, one of the things, and, I'm, and you're probably familiar with this practice of, of honoring the intuition in your body, is that our bodies, if you really tune in, when you want something, you will lean forward. It's a yes. And when you don't want something, you will lean back. It's a no. And I promise you, this will never lead you astray because it's something I do every day, even for the clothes I wear before I put this on. Do I want to wear this orange jumpsuit? Yes, I do. <laughs> you know, um, and that it, it's it's one of those things where it's like so small, but I think we forget how powerful our bodies are.
0: Yes. And I love that you said that. And it's me being I can really feel that being a sacral generator, like the sacral is how I respond to life. And it is a yes or no for me. Like if something's a fuck yes, like I feel I literally feel a pull. Yes. And if it's yes. a no it's I'm like no like I just I can't even describe it it's like a repulsion especially if it's something that's like a fuck no it's like very obvious and I'm like this is not no like I can't even negotiate this at all right yeah yeah Yeah. and it's it's funny because I really this year I actually going kind of back in the conversation a little bit about doing courses and certifications I have done so much work. Like I've invested in, I have NLP, hypnosis, EFT. I've done a lot of attraction coaching certification around energy healing. I've done, I'm doing a human design program right now. That's nine months long and like a lot of fucking money to invest in. And it's funny because I did invest in those courses and certifications from a place of, I love learning. Like I'm a six, two profile. Like I'm a teacher, like naturally I literally have a teacher's degree that I'm not using traditionally. But I was like going into this and I was like, yes, I want to learn more. I want to learn more. And it is because being a generator, I am meant to like master my craft, which will be coaching and helping people. But the thing is, I'm at a point now where I energetically started to listen to myself more in the spring. And I was realizing, I was like, oh my God, Kayla, you were, you know, you were thinking you were going to have to do this DM strategy to get discovery calls to close people to get one-on-one clients. And that, you know, you're supposed to have an evergreen program because then it's less work. And there's like so many strategies and things that were being projected out into the coaching world that I thought I had to do. And when I stopped, when I said no, like I actually listened to my gut and it was like, no. And I started doing things my own way. I started feeling so much better and there was so much opportunity and the connections that that I started having with people were so real. And even last week, I was supposed to do a free five-day live stream on money and money, your relationship to money. And then I was going to launch a two-month program and I fucking canceled it. I was like, I'm not in the energetic space to do this. I'm doing it from a place of agenda, like you said, where I was like, okay, if I do this and I launch that, I could make, I could possibly make 15 grand. Like, why the fuck not? Why wouldn't I do that? I literally couldn't do it. It was such a no. And my body was like, Kayla, you're in a void. You are in a generator's plateau. You need to sit here. And even if it looks like money's not going to come in, you just have to trust. And that's what I've been doing. But it's been really uncomfortable. It's been so uncomfortable the last two weeks.
1: Yeah, because trusting and surrendering is not easy. And we're never, we're never, it's not taught. We're not, it's not even talked about. Right. And when we do talk about it, people always go like, mm, trust and surrender. Like, mm, like, oh, okay, well, that's so easy. It's not easy. It's a practice. We practice it every day. And one thing that I've noticed, and it's so powerful, cancer season did this to a lot of us. Cancer season was like, yo, 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 you going take a step back. you're not going to work so hard because I did the same. I canceled every event that I was going to run this month because I knew I couldn't do it. I knew I could only show up for my one-on-one clients and the people who are booking in like tarot and energy meetings with me, that's it. And I even had to like scale back my availability because I was like, I don't, you know, like I run a cancer, I run a program for hope for stomach cancer. So like I do that, like there's a lot going on. And I was like, I am stretching myself so thin. And I have chronic disease and I have a surgical procedure in two weeks like what am I doing and so I said you know what I told my boyfriend I said babe like I'm taking the rest of like July and August off unless people have already booked in with me sure but like not taking new clients till September I'm taking this time so like we might just not have the same financial abundance that we've had right like just you know you have those conversations those are real life conversations we have but I said I'm gonna trust I know that everything's gonna be fine and I'm not trying to talk about money. It just blows my mind that I've made more money this month than I had in three months. Yeah. It's like, what? <laughs> because yeah. then people are like, oh shit, like I'll just book with her in September. I'll book then or whatever the case may be. There was a couple other things that happened that I, that allowed me to have this. And it was just like, I needed to take that step back, put myself first, honor my body, honor what my intuition was telling me. And I trusted it and I did it right? And it doesn't mean that next time I do that, that it's going to be the same (laughs) because abundance comes in different forms. And so what I found was that I was able to receive this abundance because I also started asking for more help. I I realized I can't do it on my own. And as an entrepreneur, you get it. And entrepreneurs who are listening, like I'm lucky. I have three people on my team now. I'm freaking grateful, but it's still a ton of work. You know, we still have to show up every day. And those days that you don't want to show up, do not show up. Do not push yourself to show up because people can tell the energy that you don't want to actually be there or get on your story and say, Hey, I'm fucking struggling. This is happening. Having a hard time. Yeah. I help people heal. Yeah. I help people do this, but I'm constantly going through it. Right. And so I think that's something that frustrates me in the coaching industry because a lot of coaches do not talk about the things they're going through besides the beauty and the money that they're making, you know, like this was one of the most trying months of my life. Personally, I went through some stuff that I thought I had healed many, many, many moons ago (laughs) and it comes back up because we're never done healing. And so I, I showed up and I talked about it and I said, I'm going through something. And the amount of people that reached out and said, finally, finally, someone that was real about this, and not like sugarcoating that we know it all. Right. And so so that's what I feel is with these people who are projecting this money, 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 is there, it's just a facade for the stuff they haven't healed. Yeah, and it's really sad, because what are you going to do with that money, then that's not conscious, that money wasn't made consciously. So it's
0: not going to be used consciously. That's a really powerful statement. It's like creating money from the place of like unconsciously of if I have this money, then I have security and safety and abundance. And then I'm worthy and that I'm a successful person or coach or whatever. And then, yeah, because if you think about it, the energy, actually, I'll give this example. One of my really good friends called out a multi-million dollar coach who has a high level certification program for plagiarism. And she received a refund because she's like, I want my investment out of this, this is out of integrity. And so it was interesting, because initially, she was like, well, you know, this isn't really how I wanted to manifest money this month in my business, like it doesn't really count because it's a refund. And I was like, no, you are consciously energetically calling back your money to you so that you can reinvest it in a way that is integral and aligned with you and she was like that's a fucking great reframe and I was like yes okay yes it didn't come to you through bookings or selling programs and so on it came to you through a fucking refund that was really shady but the intention and the energy in which that's coming back to you like that's what matters and that will literally be conscious spending because she became aware and stopped tolerating what she knew and called back you know restored integrity around her commitments of investing so I just wanted to give that example because it's really powerful and it was such an incredible conversation when we had it and I was like that needs to be normalized the way that we call in money the way that we spend it is all very intentional and money is a representation of money or of energy but It's, it really is, you know, the the coaches who are making a lot of money very quickly, who are selling this, like, you need to invest in yourself. This is my six step process. This is how you get to six figures. Like, they're quickly making that money because they're attracting people who are willing to quickly spend that money. And it's literally a direct reflection of that. Yes. So, yeah.
1: Yes. Yes. And, and, and like, I'm saying this, and I don't, and I don't hope no one's offended, but those, they just have their egos driving the seat, right? Their, their driver's seat. And something that like, an exercise that I like to do, (laughs) it's going through my bank statement once a month, and really reflecting, like, was this an ego purchase? Or was this a higher self purchase? Like, was this from my soul? Did my soul really want this? And it's okay, sometimes there's ego purchases, like it happens, it's practice. But as someone for me, who has, has had a lot of money wounds and who grew up with a lot of scarcity and believed for the longest time that money was evil, that the rich got richer and the poor got poor. My dad used to say that to me all the time. Um, It was really hard for me to reframe a lot to realize, first of all, that abundance is an inside job. (laughs) Like you have to feel abundant with yourself so you can call in that abundance. And something that my psychologist said to me, about six months ago, when I was reframing a lot of stuff, she said, "Hannah, what does success mean to you because i was re- I was releasing a lot of my mom's versions of success that she had placed on me, right? And my mom's an immigrant, so a lot of times with immigrant families, it's you become a doctor, a lawyer, a dentist, a pharmacist, all these things and I, and I was going to be a lawyer for a long, long time and and when I didn't do that, I was shunned, and there's lots of things that happened, right? and so she got me to this place where she's like, kind of write down three things why you're, that, that mean that you're successful. Like just write down what would be that for you. And I wrote down being my own boss, have, like making my own schedule and having no restrictions. Well, guess what? I'm fucking successful because <laughs> I'm doing those things already. And I was doing those things then. And that's what I tell people all the time. My friends, clients, anyone. I'm just like, what is your version of success? Because you're probably living somebody else's. And that's why the abundance isn't coming in, in the forms that maybe you had hoped. And the other thing is, abundance rarely comes in the package (laughs) that we had hoped it would come in, right? And I think for your friend, it's so powerful that that's how she called in that abundance, right? And now she has the opportunity to invest, like you said, in people or things or programs or whatever she wants herself with so much intentionality and so much integrity and that's inspiring. That's what we need more of.
0: Yes. And I think the really important thing too, is if you're an entrepreneur and you're listening to this, I think it's so important to, because I had to do this. I had to let go of, Oh, because they have more followers, more money, more courses, more experience. They've been in the industry for 10 years. They know more than I do. They are better than literally that's like such a shallow thing to admit, but it's true. I did think that on an unconscious level that we cannot hold our leaders accountable because they won't they would not be a fucking leader unless we were following them for lack of a better word but it's true you cannot be a leader if no one is beside you or behind you or with you so i think that when and like literally us supporting let's say the ones who are leading us who who do have a, a larger voice right now because they've been in the industry for a while whatever it is I'm talking about the empowering coaches and not and so on they literally would not be who the fuck they are without us believing in them and so I think that when we hold our voice small thinking that what we have to say isn't a value and that we cannot contribute to someone who has their success really blown up in their own world, that we are diminishing our own power and we're not going to continue to evolve and people are not going to get the privilege of like getting to step up in their business or who they are as a person and so on. So that's something that I learned in the last couple of weeks when I called out this multi-million-dollar coach who was speaking harmfully and just saying that people had watered down programs and were creating crash courses and that that just wasn't her, like literally called her out. She didn't get it. And frankly, that's the same coach who got called out for plagiarism. Wow. So yeah, there's, Um, I don't, I really don't, I really am aware of the bells and whistles now, and I just don't want to play into who, like the big shots anymore. Like I really, I'm really, I'm connecting more with women who maybe are earlier on in their business, like me, or who are just going full-time or have been full-time for a while and are just like humble and so intentional about their energy and their being like that's where i'm at right now and it feels really good like i feel like this is the the place to be in these are the conversations that i'm having with the women on my podcast channel and it, it just feels really good so i just wanted to share that like your voice fucking matters it doesn't matter who you're talking to your voice matters always
1: yeah you know one thing i always say is that your voice matters even if it shakes You know, like it's not easy to speak up for ourselves, but we have to, we have to be our own advocates um, to show others that they can be that too, right? Because if your friend hadn't have called out that coach, who knows, you know, that she probably inspired other people to do the same or be more conscious of where they're spending their money and actually looking into who is this actual person, not just their brand, not just their business, not how pretty it looks on Instagram, how nice their website is, right? Who is this person?
0: Yeah. And honestly, last week, when I when I did that call out, I didn't do it whatsoever to be performative. And I did share my stories because I was like, this is fucking important. It's a lack of integrity in the coaching industry. This is why it's important. And I was blown away. I had like over 15 women DM me and start a conversation and acknowledge me for speaking up. And I was like, whoa, like I did not have an agenda doing that whatsoever. I was just being committed to the integrity of the coaching industry and how important it is and how it's a privilege that we get to self-regulate in the industry. And and like I said, why does there have to be a hierarchy? Because this, this coaching industry, the coaching realm that's blowing up right now in the world is literally because. Collectively, the human race needs more people who are more self- aware to be leaders so that they can also be the best version of themselves and understand different ways of healing because we've been so overstimulated for so long. like that's what it is. The whole thing is like this beautiful privilege and that's something that I really feel a part of now and it just it just really fills my heart. That's kind of where I'm at.
1: I love that and it's so fitting too. like we have the Aquarius full moon tonight but we also have um this healing energy because there's the asteroid of spiritual medicine which is known as um Char-clo, and i might have said that wrong but this really represents the spiritual side of our healing journeys so we're going into this period during this full moon that is allowing us to actually tap way more into the unseen world and understand like our own dharmas and spiritual growth and like big shifts happening Right. And so it's interesting that you're feeling the void during this time. It's actually very fitting.
0: Yeah, it's again, and you literally saying that is just another sign from the universe, like the fifth sign I've had in a week where, you know, here I was crying on my office floor. And now I keep getting this reaffirmation that Kayla, you're exactly where you're meant to be. Like everything is fine, you know, and yeah, it's I can feel the shift and I think this full moon for some reason I'm just really getting the energy of it. Like I'm I'm like feel like I'm about to tip over the edge into a new chapter which is really refreshing and I hope that other people feel that and if they're not it's just you're you're destined right now to have a different energetic experience and it's just part of your journey. And there, there's literally nothing wrong, there's nothing right, it just is.
1: Yeah, just honor it.
0: Yes. Well, before we wrap things up, I just want to ask is there any sort of Last minute musings or like a message or something that you'd like to leave our listeners with today? Oh,
1: just come back to yourself,
0: come back to your body. Like, if
1: you can do anything today or whenever you listen to this, is to stop, pause, bring one hand to your heart and another hand to your belly and just breathe and feel your body and your breath. Be conscious of it because for you to become a conscious leader, and live such a conscious, intentional, integral life, got to do that in your body first.
0: Yes. And I love that you talked about the breath because literally every breath we take is the reason why we are living. Yeah.
1: And, and we our breath forget is that is so powerful. Like there are so many ways that we can calm our central nervous systems, right? With our breath. Yeah. And sometimes that's just like taking a deep breath and sighing it out, right? It's as simple as that. <laughs>
0: Yes. Oh my gosh. I love that. So before I tie things up, can you share with our audience where they can connect with you on social media? And I'm going to put all of that information in the show notes and the name of your book. I will put that in the show notes as well. Of course. Yeah. You can find me on Instagram at healing.with.hannah.
1: Go there. You'll get everything. It'll take you to my website. It'll take you to my LinkedIn, my Pinterest page, my Facebook page, you name it. Um, And then of course, my book is entering the divine one breath at a time. And it is being sold online on Amazon, uh, Barnes and Noble and Walmart.
0: I love that. Oh my gosh, honestly, Hannah, I really loved our conversation today. And I want the listeners to know that Hannah and I've only talked a little bit in the DMs. Like this is literally the first full blown conversation we've ever had. And I, I actually think it was just such a divine the entire conversation was a divine download. Like I know there's, I want to listen to the episode myself just to like take notes on some of the things that we said, because it was so profound. It was so so
1: powerful. I mean, spirit came through so many times within my body. Um, I get full body goosebumps when it's like a yes, yes, yes. And so much yes for you, Kayla, there's so much magic. I mean, I almost want to read for you another time because like there's so much happening that is so potent that I love, I love, love, love it. And, and yeah, like, take what you need from this and leave what you don't like anything in life, right? Yes.
0: Oh my God. Such a good message. I love that. So I just want to thank the listeners for listening. Please subscribe, like share, tag us on Instagram, and we're just going to celebrate with you what you got out of the conversation. So definitely tune in the next time and thank you for listening.